Hey there, it's Kier here. Welcome back to another episode. This specific podcast episode is an explanation of my six-month progress photos that I posted on my Instagram a few days ago. I felt like I couldn't say everything I needed to say in a tiny Instagram caption, and I just really feel like I needed to get this out there. So I titled this podcast the way I did, which is Getting Back to a Happier Weight, Because getting back to a healthier weight didn't seem appropriate because health is fluid and health is so complicated and what's healthy for you right now might not be healthy for you later and that is exactly my case and that's exactly what I want to talk about. So if you've been following me, um, you know that I did something to become healthier so that I could be happier and it worked, but then I started noticing some unhealthy things and some things that didn't make me so happy and now I feel like I'm on that pendulum swing back in the other direction but this time with a little bit less momentum Um, so I don't think that I'm going to be well I know I won't be reaching that other extreme on the other side but I know at some point that something's going to happen something's going to occur which is going to bring me back in the other direction again and that's life that's health and that's exactly how it all works it's ongoing and never ending and you always have to keep working at it um, because there's new goals and new challenges and just new things so it always seems like once you find that healthy balance quote-unquote that something else comes and knocks you right off at least that's exactly what happens to me And so that is basically why I couldn't say getting back to a healthier weight, but instead a happier weight. Because what the fuck does a healthier weight even mean, right? I was healthy at my heaviest weight, but I wasn't my happiest. And I'm also not saying that I wasn't happy at my heaviest weight, because I was for a variety of reasons. But I also wasn't happy about some other things. And I'm going to talk about that more in this episode. But before I go any further... For those of you who have followed my HA journey, this podcast is an extension of that. Um, If you haven't followed my HA journey, I suggest you hit the pause button right now and go listen to, I believe it's episode 14 of my hypothalamic amenorrhea journey. Um, And even if you know what HA is, but you don't specifically know my story, the information in this episode is very specific to that and I don't think it would make much sense unless you heard my story first so do yourself a favor and get to know me a little bit better um, because then this one is going to make a lot more sense. But just a quick recap for those of you who have been with me, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. So in August of last year, I went all in to regain my period after not having it for four years, which meant that I had to quit all exercise and uh, eat over 2,500 calories per day for at least three months. And I successfully regained my cycle, but by January of this year, I was at my all-time heaviest weight. So I had gained about 30 pounds, which is a lot on my little five foot frame and my clothes didn't fit and I was truly uncomfortable and just unhappy with the way that I looked. I was happy that my body was working. Don't get me wrong. I was happy about the journey. I was happy about all the things I learned. I was happy because I was in an amazing relationship and I moved across the country to start fresh and all of these other things. 
but the shape and the size and the weight of the vessel that I'm in just wasn't my favorite. And I knew I didn't have to stay there. And I knew that I could change it. So in January, I started back in the gym. It was a very, very, very slow start, but a good one. My strength was mostly still there, surprisingly. After taking so much time off, I was like, oh wow, like I can still lift a lot. However, my stamina and my endurance were crap. Like I got out of breath so quickly and that was hard for me to mentally deal with because I had been an athlete all my life and doing things that made me sweat and breathe heavy were just so normal. And then now at that point, it was so hard and I wasn't able to do the things that I once did. And that was just such a disappointment. And I wanted more than anything to feel like I could do those things again. Things like running just a mile without stopping and pull-ups and all of these things were easy at one point or for most of my life, but now they just, they felt impossible. So I kept trying because I knew that it takes consistency and it wasn't until about April-ish that I realized the elevation of Vegas had a lot to do with my stamina and like my oxygen capacity. Um, so the thing is like I grew up um, and always lived at sea level. I was I grew up on Long Island, I lived in Florida, like very, very flat, very sea level. And Vegas is about 2,000 feet above sea level. So my body is still adjusting and I guess that's what was kind of really limiting me in a sense in the beginning and I was I was super frustrated with it and then once I figured out that's the reason why I can't do all these things like I used to or part of the reason I should say it made me feel a little bit better Um, but I also had to deal with a lot of other things so um, I guess just getting back into exercise itself I um, was faced with some minor injuries and little tweaks here and there Um, and it was probably because A, I wanted to go harder than I should have been, and B, a little bit more weight on my body means that more pressure is put on my joints, and, and just, yeah, I think, um, my body was like, wait, this is different than how we used to move before because there's just more stuff here, so there was a lot more tension and stuff. Um, So I had a lot of little flare-ups in my shoulders and my knees and my hips that would slow me down. Um, Like I would feel like I was getting back into it and having good routine and then something just kind of knocked me off again and would prevent me from doing certain things and certain exercises and sometimes I had to take more days off than I wanted to and I would have to go light and give myself that rest And it was more rest than I would have liked, but I still had to do it. And I even remember I had one injury in my neck that had me in bed for two days. And that was really scary because I was like, oh my God, I think I really did something serious. But thankfully, it was not as serious as I thought it was. So I recovered from that. And um, of course, with my luck, just as things really started getting pretty good and pretty much into a routine, we all had to go into quarantine for COVID. So I had to say goodbye to the gym once again. And luckily, 
we had some home equipment here to work with so I wasn't too I don't know distraught um, having survived three months without any exercise during recovery I knew that I would easily be able to survive at least another three months of quarantine with the ability to exercise from home of course the transition was not easy and I'm sure you all know exactly what I'm talking about and even people with full-on home gyms they didn't find the transition very easy either so that was another big speed bump in the road and throughout all of that of course um, and I still it's still going on right now but I have plantar fasciitis in my left foot which is limiting me a lot and I believe that getting some of the weight off will help it has already um, as well as continued movement and stretches and exercises to strengthen the muscles around there so I'm telling you all these things not to pose excuses and to say, well, if things were different, I would have lost more weight already. That's not it at all. Um, what I'm trying to say here is that all of these things happened and I still lost weight. So honestly, there is no perfect condition to take care of yourself. This is life. This is what's going to happen. Things are going to happen and be thrown at us and we're going to have to learn to deal with them. Life is always going to throw curveballs without a fucking doubt. So there is now or there is never, right? You either do it and push through it now or you keep putting it off and it never happens. So it's totally up to you. And of course, um, on top of all of that, so that's kind of the exercise portion of things, right? Um, But to be honest with you, as far as nutrition goes, I have not been 100% on it for the last six months for that transformation, or not transformation, but that progress, I should say. So yes, I've been counting macros. Yes, I've been training throughout this. Yes, I've also been giving myself a lot more flexibility than I ever have in the past. Um, I'm doing this with a lot more grace. I'm, I'm letting myself have the alcohol or have a cookie every now and then and there are plenty of days that just don't go as planned it happens there's also been birthdays and holidays and date nights and just downright fucking stressful days that have me drinking the booze and enjoying food and i've thoroughly enjoyed that flexibility but i also know that it comes with a cost and the cost is that I wouldn't be able to make an extreme transformation in six months. So I understand and I had to learn that instead of having really, really fast progress, if, I, if I'm giving myself that flexibility, it's going to be slower. And guess what? It's still progress. No matter how slow I go or you go, We're still going in the right direction and we have to remember that. And I know it's so easy to get so hard on ourselves and be like, well, you know, I'm plateaued for a month. Well, no, you're not. You are still making progress. And I I honestly have had a few humbling moments because I wasn't seeing that rapid progress that I that we all look for. And so um, without being said, 
go take a look at my six-month progress picture that I posted on my Instagram. Um, you can find and follow me at funsize.nutrition. And as you swipe, you'll see the progress of recomposition, especially in my legs, my hips, my back, and my belly. They are very minor. But here's the thing. I'm down two inches around my waist, an inch on my legs, hips, and arms, and there's about a six to eight pound difference between the six months. That's about a pound per month, and most people, most people want to lose a pound per week. But to tell you the truth, that is not very maintainable, especially for a short girl. So I always say that a half a pound a week for women under 5'3 is more ideal, but I was going more at a quarter of a pound per week, if you think about it. But we know that that doesn't always happen so perfectly. Um, There were many, many weeks where I was stuck at a plateau and I was feeling very, very frustrated about it. And that is when I had this little realization, you guys. Now, I'm going to talk numbers with you guys, so bear with me for just a second. If you're anything like me, I need to like visually see numbers, so if that helps to write it down, go for it. But if you are super smart and you can handle this amount of information, you're good. Um, (laughs) It's really not that bad, you guys. I'm just exaggerating. Anyway, before HA, I was consistently maintaining about 116 pounds. And then after, or I guess during recovery, um, when I got my first period back, I was 131 pounds. And then at my very heaviest weight in January, I was 146 pounds. And after this little six months of progress here, I'm now at 139 pounds, which I'm very excited to finally be under 140 again. Um, But the thing is, I truly believe that I can get down to about 128 pounds and successfully maintain a consistent cycle, which means that I only have about 11 more pounds to go. And if I keep going at this rate of about one pound per month, then I can definitely get down to my goal weight by this time next year. And that right there makes me so freaking happy. First of all, it hasn't even been a year since I had to go all in on recovery. But look how much I've done in that short amount of time, right? So it's been 10 months. So in 10 months, I not only gained my cycle back and gained weight, but I've also lost quite a bit of that weight. So that's incredible to me. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that and for getting to this point. And I also know that if I've done that, then I can easily reach that 128 mark. And 128, no, that's not, you know, my skinniest and that's not competition worthy weight. It's not, it's not anything crazy, but it's, it's normal. I think I would be extremely ecstatic being there. And you know what? Truth is, I bet you what's going to happen is I'm going to get there and I'm not going to be happy. And that right there is going to tell me and tell you guys that no number on the scale is going to make us happy okay it's the other external factors that happen so maybe i get to 132 pounds and that makes me happy who knows but i'm setting a goal for myself and i'm gonna try to make it 
and I think I can definitely do it. I think it's definitely reasonable and realistic. And so I just want you to know that 11 pounds in a year is definitely doable and it's not crazy and it's not slow. A year, it feels like a long time, but guess what? We're already halfway through 2020. I know it's been one hell of a ride, but we're already halfway through. So a year is not very long at all. And I cannot freaking wait to show you my progress pictures this time next year. But actually, I can. (laughs) So I'm in this for the long haul, you guys. Slow progress is the best progress because it's maintainable and realistic and slow progress is real progress. So remember that next time you see some crazy transformation in three months on Instagram. It's probably not realistic. It's probably not maintainable. And she's probably got a lot of other problems going on underneath there. So that's what I really wanted to say about those photos. And I can't thank you guys enough for supporting me throughout all of this and just being there and saying the right things at the right time. Um, It truly means the world to me. And having that accountability from all of you is is extra special too so thank you all for not only supporting me and following me but for listening to this and for being fucking awesome you rock i'll catch you in the next episode